Good afternoon, and welcome to my show, The Story of My Life. I'm your hostess, Sarah Adewalu. I'm 22 years old and I'm from Little Ferry, New Jersey, which if you're not familiar with, it's in Bergen County, the neighboring town between Hackensack and Teaneck. I am a senior in journalism and communications major at Montclair State University with a concentration in broadcast news media. Thank you for tuning in to this 12th episode on this fine, wonderful Sunday afternoon on February 16th at 4.30 p.m. I did not go home for the weekend. As you can tell, I'm still right here on my beautiful Montclair campus as usual, and things are going as they usually do. Busy, lots of hard work, but you know, it's going by pretty fast, and that's an understatement, being that we're in the middle of the month. I hope you guys had a very good Valentine's Day and that you were able to spend quality time with your loved ones, like your significant others, your friends, family, and relatives, or even better, yourself. That's pretty much what I did. (laughs) Yeah, this girl right here is single, but ready to mingle at any time. (laughs) So y'all hear that, gentlemen, listening to this episode right now? And I mean just the younger ones around my age, of course. (laughs) Small joke, but seriously, though, I hope that you all had a great Valentine's Day on Friday and that your weekend is going great so far. This episode is going to be pretty brief, and the reason for that is lately I have been going through a rough patch in my life with this semester right now. I'm actually in a serious predicament, and... That's what I'm going to talk about in this episode. That's why I chose sort of like a dark song to begin the episode of. Not so cheery at all. What it is that I'm going to talk about. Um, I don't have a title for this episode because I didn't want it to like be too dark or dramatic. But hopefully as you guys listen and I talk more about it. And hopefully um, the title will come to mind. But for now, I'm going to start sharing my story about what a rough week I've had this past week and how my final semester of my senior year at Montclair is suddenly going downhill very fast, and also how I have managed to lose the trust of the most important people in my life who've inspired me, they've taught me, and I took their trust in me for granted and created a lot of collateral damage. You guys may or may not know, but I'm taking 17 credits this semester. Um, I've mentioned it in some episodes, but I'm taking 17 credits so that I can graduate in May. Last semester, I took 16, but this time um, I'm I'm taking what one credit extra, but they're mostly my major requirements along with one major elective. And since it'll make things 
that much easier. Um, I'm going to tell you the names of the courses that I'm taking. So I'm taking a communication and media arts course, a CMDA 360 or transmedia projects. So that's three credits. Um, I'm taking a communication studies course or CMST 205 and race, ethnicity and media. That's also three credits. Um, I'm taking a journalism course, journalism 480, which is news production lab, which is four credits, uh, television and digital media, two courses. Um, I'm taking a 200 level course in intro to field production and editing. That's also four credits. And uh, the 400 level that I'm taking in the TVDM section, um, that's called multimedia news production. And that's three credits. Um, so altogether, they're a total of 17. And I'm also taking one last course, which it doesn't really count as one, but it's a colloquium course, the CMDA 490. It's zero credits, so, but that along with the other courses that I've mentioned, that's a total of 17. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're thinking, that's a lot, but at least only one of them is a major elective, which is the CMST 205, the Race, Ethnicity, and Media. Um, that's an elective, major elective. Um, the other four, which includes the colloquium, um, they're major requirements. For the colloquium course, though, yeah, like I mentioned, it's only zero credit, so it's just pass or fail. So, like, it's a type of class that doesn't meet, like, all the time, like a regular class. Um, it's usually, like, bi-weekly on mostly Wednesdays at 2.30 or Thursdays or different days and times. But um, basically, we just meet in the presentation hall at the School of Communication and Media for about an hour and 15 minutes. And like we have like guest, spe guest speakers talking and there's usually a Q&A at the end. So it's more so like a seminar. And, you know, as full-time SEM students, um, we're supposed to attend at least two of them every semester. Um, um, we're required to attend too, but like we're welcome to like attend as many as we can through the course of the semester. And we have to register for it every semester as part of a graduation requirement. So that's an easy A for me. So we just like sign up for the class for the events online and, you know, we just attend the meetings. So that's pretty much what I do. And but we have like a QRO. QR code scanner kind of thing that we use to check in for attendance to particular events. So all we have to do for that is we just have to download the Attend Me app on, you know, your mobile phones like Apple and Android. I have an Android, so I already have the app already. And whatever upcoming event that is happening, um, we just save it to the schedule and we just use the app to scan the QR code, to scan the QR code. So we just use it through the app and it gives off that little notification that 
you know, so-and-so has already checked into that event. So, yeah, it's pretty easy. So I have made it a habit of going to more than two, like maybe five or seven, as many of them through the semester. So, so that so that I can pass and, you know, it's it's no problem for me at all. I just show up. <laughs> um, but now I'm, it kind of is a little more challenging than I realized because this time around I am taking mostly production classes and it really is challenging. I hate to admit it. So um, I'm taking three production production classes, the two TVDM courses, the 253, which is the intro to field production, and the 441, which is the multimedia news production, and along with the journalism course, the journalism 480, the news production lab. So in each of those classes, we're learning like how to use digital cameras and tripods and stuff. And we have to borrow them from the cage department at the SCM where they have like all the equipment that we can borrow and rent out. Um, we just had to like fill out a loan agreement each semester so that we can rent out the equipment and we do have to get insurance on it so in case of like damages and stuff with the equipment. So we're using the borrowing and using those equipment so that we can produce video packages and news stories and such for those classes. It does sound fun, but I'm not like the fastest learner when it comes to those sort of things. Like, I guess maybe like how to use Adobe Premiere. I mean, I do have a good amount of experience with Adobe Premiere. Like, I'm not really like exactly a, a expert expert at video editing, but I do have like some good knowledge of it. So, you know, I also know how to like use a digital camera to like shoot interviews or, you know, taking pictures and getting interviews with people. Um, I guess maybe my only trouble is like learning. I mean, the only thing I'm having trouble with is how to like put put the camera on a tripod, which. Honestly, I, I still don't know how to do it. I don't. And like a lot of YouTube videos in the world aren't helpful enough. For, but yeah. But like for these assignments in these classes, um, our main purpose is that we have to like search for stories to report on, you know, like things happening on campus or off campus and that's always been one of my challenges because I feel like in these classes, like there's always so much to do and such very little time. And I feel like the instructors, they just put like a lot of pressure on you to, you know, go out to find a story to report on. And, you know, like you have like a certain amount of time to do it. Like, and um, if I wasn't already taking 17 credits, um, that wouldn't be an issue for me. But I am taking 17 credits and it is a lot for me. It really is. Um, I didn't wanna like take all those classes together at the same time, but you know, um, that's what my degree works wanted me to do. Cause you know, if I wanna like graduate on time, I have to, but I'm just saying this with complete honesty that 
it's pretty overwhelming and I don't know if I'll be like quick enough to grasp all these things so that I can like finish on time. Like they are fun classes and all, but like I said, I feel like I barely have enough time to myself anymore, you know, just to like breathe and relax. Cause you know, if I have to like go out and like sh find a story to report on and film it with the camera and whatnot, it's, it's too overwhelming for me. And yeah, it's just, it's too much. You know, just taking all these classes at the same time, it's, it's a lot. But I guess the only thing that motivates me through all this is my faith. I've mentioned that I'm very religious and I take a lot of pride in my religion. So I just rely on it to like give me the strength, the courage and the motivation to get through the semester. But on that note, um, I'll just say what I really wanted to share with you guys is that there's a sad, bitter truth that I may not be able to walk with my friends at graduation in May. Yeah, you heard that right. So this is the story I'm going to share with you guys and something that's sort of been eating away at me all week and I regret every single minute of it and sometimes I feel like I really did bring it upon myself but you know if you guys listen to this carefully please let me know that you do have my back no matter what and that this situation will eventually work out for the best it's a little bit painful for me to share and um, I apologize in advance if I feel like I'll get emotional but I'll try my best not to be too emotional. So yeah, here's the story. Last Tuesday, which was the 11th, um, I know that day like the back of my head because I was in my Journalism 480 class, you know, the news production lab class. So it was just a typical Tuesday and things were going pretty normal. Um, since it's a journalism class, we always have to like be on top of the news and like f f understand like what's happening in the world per se. So we usually have like pop news quizzes every Tuesday. So it's a class that meets every two on Tuesdays and Thursdays from one to three. And for the news quizzes, they're usually taken on paper and they're usually about five or six questions. And after everyone finishes taking it, um, we, we would go over our answers together and our instructor usually allows us to grade ourselves based on the number of points that each question is worth. So, And the news quizzes themselves are worth about 10% of our grade in the class. And um, since each question was usually worth between 10 to 20 points or five to six questions, and you could get like a score of 100. So if we answer the questions like partially correct, then we get partial credit for it. And I guess one of the pros of, pros of grading yourself is that you can screw up the calculations and you can give yourself the grade that you think you deserve. And 
on second thought, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> so as you guys can obviously tell, math is my weakness and I am no good at mental calculations. So we have had about three quizzes so far and I've given myself grades about that are between 90 to 100. Not exactly 100, but somewhere around the early 90s. It's what I would usually give myself in terms of my mental calculations. And what happened this past Tuesday is a striking example of that. <clears throat> so this Tuesday was the third news quiz that we've had so far. And on it, I remember that I gave myself a 90. Um, so what I would do is, while we were going over our answers together as a class, I would sort of kind of add in more information to what everyone else was saying as their answers. So um, in other words, what I would do is that I would expand more on my answers even after already putting down my original answers. So if someone mentioned another name of another politician, I would include the name of that other politician down. So I guess maybe in a way you guys can consider that cheating. <laughs> but you know, it's not like I meant to do it intentionally because that was exactly what my instructor taught, thought. Um, the fact that, that I was sort of adding on to my answers, um, that was considered cheating in his eyes since I had given myself a grade of 90. And so that sort of made him suspicious of my grades for my previous two quizzes. <clears throat> because for our first quiz in the class, I remember that I gave myself a 95. And on the second one, on the second quiz that we had, I gave myself a 100 because, you know, it just happened to be really easy for me and I felt like I knew all the answers. And I think the fact that I got a 100 on my second quiz is what caused, it's what made, it, this fact that I got a 100 on my second quiz raised more eyebrows for my instructor so he's all like wtf like how is this possible and you know i don't really understand why he was suspicious i was like dude you seriously think i cheated in my first two quizzes yet alone on the second one just because i got a 100 on it like i got a 100 because I just happened to know all the answers very well. Like, I thought it was easy, like, you know. But that's not exactly what it, I said to him, like, word, word, like, word for word. Like, yeah, so after that Tuesday class, um, he called me into his office so that we could talk more about it. And I really wish that I could try convincing him more that he didn't really have anything on me to prove that I have been cheating on the quizzes. Because, you know, it's just three quizzes that we have taken so far. And I'm not sure if he even had any physical evidence that I cheated on the first or second quiz. Mainly the second one, just because I happened to answer all the questions correctly and gave myself a 100. And 
And no, I didn't like do what I did on the third quiz to my previous two quizzes. You know, like adding into the answers, like when everyone was discussing answers. Yeah, I only like did it on the third quiz. Um, I didn't really do it. I don't really remember doing that at all for the first or second quizzes. So it was only on this third quiz in class last Tuesday that he caught me and that sort of gave him the nerve to question my knowledge in the class. And so in his office, he asked me if I've ever been caught cheating on anything before. And specifically, he asked me if I was involved in any sort of cheating incident here at Montclair State. So you guys obviously know the story of my infamous cheating incident with the YouTube channel guy, you know, Patrick, you know, I'm alluding to my very first episode in this podcast, which I recommend that you guys listen to if you haven't had a chance to do so. But um, I just couldn't tell my instructor right then and there that, yeah, I've been in trouble for cheating before here at Montclair. I didn't know like how exactly I was supposed to tell him that and I just couldn't tell him because, you know, it didn't make me feel very comfortable. So I did my usual favorite thing of lying to protect myself. And, you know, I just told him, no, I've never cheated before. This is my first time doing it. And, you know, I promised that it's not going to happen again. And so he made me initially write down one page, like one page of an essay on why cheating is wrong. And the funny thing is, I was just going to get to that. I was just going to get to doing that to, you know, start writing that one page essay on why cheating is wrong. So, but the thing is, what happened is that on Thursday, since the class meets on Tuesdays and Thursdays, like I, like I've already mentioned, Um, He called me down for another meeting with him at 1230, which would be like half an hour before the class started. But um, (laughs) I think he's pretty clever in my book because I wasn't meeting with just only him alone again. This time I was meeting with him and the director of the School of Communication and Media, the SCM. So the director of the SCM... He is a really, really nice guy. And um, I'm just going to refer to him by his first name now. His name is Keith. And um, Keith is not somebody that you guys should, you know, tick off. But I've never seen him, like, pissed off about anything because he's generally a very laid-back, friendly guy and such. Like, he's always pretty well-dressed. He has, like, a great sense of humor and... Usually when we have the colloquiums at the SCM presentation hall, I mean, um, he usually is the panel leader for some of those Q&As with the panelists, you know, the guest speakers. So, yeah, Um, Keith is fairly young. Like, I think he's like in his late 30s or his early 40s because he has mentioned a few times that he has young kids who are about middle schoolers. So I figured that since his kids are still quite young, that he himself is fairly young. Like, he's actually a very nice guy, and he could strike up a conversation with you. 
I have met with them personally at least once or twice, like usually at some of the colloquium meetings, like he'd always see us in the audience, like who's here, who isn't. So I'm sure he has seen my face many times at most of the colloquiums. So we are pretty well acquainted in that way. Um, Only this time on Tuesday, I didn't meet with them to have a friendly discussion of you know, how his weekend went? Did he enjoy the football game? Or how are your kids doing? No, no, nothing like that at all. Um, seriously speaking, though, um, when I met with him on Tuesday, I felt like I was in a courtroom. And um, I was the defendant. And he was the judge who was going to sentence me to life or death. And um, looks like in this case, I'm getting the death penalty. And I'm not really joking about that. It's kind of how I feel at the moment. Um, it turns out that my instructor has already told Keith of my previous cheating incident with the YouTube channel guy, you know, Patrick, for my statistics. Oh my God, I can't even pronounce it. Statistics course that I took last spring semester, you know, my junior year. Um, So my instructor then called me out for being dishonest with them about that incident. Um, I don't think he truly understood that I didn't feel comfortable sharing that with them and that I only did it to protect myself. But, you know, somehow I did have a feeling that that was what he wanted to talk to me about on Thursday. Guys, don't ask me how I know, because don't ask me how I knew, but, you know, I just had that feeling that that's what he was going to speak to me about, my previous cheating incident, that it was going to come to light and be revealed to Keith that I had been involved with something like this before. So, yeah, Keith was actually pretty pissed at me. Um, during the meeting with him, like he had a serious expression on his face the whole time. And even at this moment right now, as I'm talking to you guys, I still just can't get it out of my mind because it makes me feel so bad. And I'm ashamed now because I hurt him and I have a true connection with him. Like he's a nice guy. And I also have a good connection with my instructor in the class and now I feel like I've let both of them down at this moment they're both they're both still thinking about like how to like you know move forward for me like in terms of like my academic status that if I might get expelled because this is now my second cheating incident and um, my instructor has decided that I am no longer enrolled in the course anymore, so which is the Journalism 480, and that I have now filled it as a whole. So, um, Lucky for me, it didn't affect my four other classes. But the thing is, guys, I need to take the Journalism 480 class in order to graduate in May. Um, it's only four credits, but... I am supposed to take it so that I can graduate in May because it is a graduation requirement. 
And that's when I realized for the first time, like, oh, shoot, that I really am in serious trouble here. Now you guys hopefully understand where it is that I'm going with this story. So, like, all through the week and even now, um, I still, like, hold on to my faith that all this will work out very well for me and, you know, that I'm not going to get expelled and that I won't be delayed from graduation. I'm actually, like, pretty scared and worried at the moment that those are what will happen, and I really don't want that to happen. I haven't, I have not had the chance to tell my parents about this yet because I know that they're just going to be crushed. Yeah. They have supported me through my first cheating incident with the YouTube guy, and I feel like if they hear about this other one, like, they're going to be like, more devastated like I feel like I will break their hearts where that I fill them like and I feel like they're gonna be even more disappointed if I tell them that I will I may not be able to graduate in May or even at all even assuming that I get expelled but the thing is I am the youngest of four children. Um, I will, I will be the hopefully be the last one in my family to graduate from college. And um, my graduation is something that all my family and all our relatives, our close and distant relatives, it's something that they have all been looking forward to in May. So I'm sort of in telling everyone that, you know, I'll be graduating on May 24th at the Prudential Center in Newark. Newark. Um, that is where the ceremony is taking place in May this year. So if I tell anyone at home about this second incident, um, I feel like it's going to, like, put a damper on things. And um, I feel like I will let everyone down, like, I'm not sure, like, how I'm supposed to break the news to them, but, you know, at the moment, all I'm doing is that I just don't want to, like, jump to any conclusions right now. I don't want to, like, jump to the wrong conclusions that, oh, I'm going to get expelled or, oh, I'll be held back for graduation. Because I want to, like, as this week goes by, what I plan to do is that I want to try to see, like, exactly what happens in this situation, like how things will turn out, like maybe things will turn out better. But like I said, I'm counting on my faith that I will get through this, that it's not going to be much of a serious issue and and that Keith will change his mind about having me kicked out of the class, but that he will have me re-enrolled back in the course the Journalism 480 course, so that I can indeed finish by May. So another worst part of this is that my instructor for this course, he informed my advisor about my cheating incident. My advisor also teaches the TVDM 400 level course that I'm taking right now. 
in multimedia news production. I have also had him before in a previous course last spring semester in Multimedia Toolkit, which is a Journalism 200 level course. He's also a great guy and all, but yeah, he also means serious business. And for his class this year in the Multimedia News Production class, I've shown up unexpectedly late, like at least twice in a row. Um, I don't know why, and there's really no good excuse for that, but I live on campus, obviously, and it's a class that only meets, meets once a week, which is on Wednesdays from 10 to 12.30. Um, for some reason, I had this mindset that the class maybe started at 11 or something. <laughs> like, seriously, I don't know why I thought that, but I know that he was getting, like, displeased about my um, tardiness. Um, so I've never been tardy to any of my classes before throughout my college career. Um, usually I'm a pretty punctual person. Um, I don't really have an explanation for being tardy for this class. And um, I can't really like give him any BS excuse at all. But yeah, after this past Wednesday's class, after the class was over, um, he called me down to his office. So he could discuss with me about my behavior in the class, you know, the two tardies and my cheating incident with my journalism 480 class. Um, but before he started talking to me about my behavior, um, he started asking me if I was like, you know, feeling all right. <laughs> and so that's when I thought that, okay, maybe he's like evaluating me for my lack of sanity and I need some psychological help, but you know, maybe I do. Um, on a serious note though, I did feel like I needed some help because this semester for some reason has been going off to a rocky path so far. And no, I'm, uh, no, there is no pun intended on the name of our favorite friendly mascot here, Rocky the Red Hawk. And no, it's just, yeah, this semester has been going rough for me, so. And that was when my instructor started informing me of my cheating incident on Tuesday and, and that he had every right to know about it as my advisor. And that really, um, that really like made me, see that the reality was like setting in like you guys want to know what the worst part is I have already asked both of these instructors for these classes of mine to write me some recommendation letters for the graduate pro graduate school program here at Montclair I know that I've mentioned that I was applying for the master's degree program at the public and organizational relations offered at the SCM and um, the application is a rolling admission, so that means there's no, like, firm deadline for it. So just the only thing I need to do is com complete my GRE and attend the open house next week, Sunday, which is the 23rd of February. But, you know, if the way that things are going right now, I don't think any of that stuff will ever really be possible. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, they have already sent out the recommendation letters a long time ago, but you know, it just, it doesn't really feel right. My instructor, he let me know that he was disappointed in my behavior in the class so far and that he's sort of starting to regret sending out the recommendation letter and it really like opened up my eyes. Yeah, so it really like crushed me. Not like when we were in his office though, but it crushed me and it sort of made me sick to my stomach literally. Like I literally couldn't eat at, at all for the rest of the day because I was just I was just so crushed. I guess maybe it's because my heart was breaking or my guilty conscience was finally catching up with me. Um, I have had a very good relationship with all of my instructors, especially in the SEM department. And now I felt like I've lost their trust. And um, I feel like I've also lost Keith's trust in me as the director of the SEM, because, you know, um, these are instructors who have had interesting careers within the news and media industry, and they do form very great overall relationships with their students, and they help students to, like, discover their potentials, their career opportunities, and, you know, applying for grad school and such, and they make very good references for you, but now I feel like I've just taken their trust in me for granted, and it doesn't feel very good. Yeah, it really doesn't feel good at all. That's why I'm sharing this story with you guys right now, because I do feel very awful, and I'm hurt by my own actions, and now I feel even more devastated at the possibility that I may not be able to walk with my friends at graduation from the SCM. Because I formed a really good connection with most of the students at the SCM. Um, most of them who are now seniors and most of them who are expected to be walking in May. And I want that chance to walk with them together in May. But now I feel like I've really like messed up big time. Because when Keith gets involved in a manner like this, in a matter like this, because since he's the um, director of the SEM, when he gets involved with an incident like this, um, that's how you know that you've really effed up big time. <laughs> I felt like pretty isolated and lonely for the rest of the week. And um, I felt like there wasn't anything I could do to rebuild the trust in my instructors. I feel very bad that I've put them through this, that, you know, they think that this is a girl who doesn't take her academics seriously and, you know, that she's a dishonest person who has a penchant for cheating and lying. <clears throat> I really want you guys to believe me on this, but that's not really who I am. I mean, I may have a habit of lying once in a while, but only to like protect myself, but in general, that's not really my personality. Um, I am very studious and I have been fortunate enough to make the Dean's List, like I've mentioned in a few 
previous episodes when I talked about my awful ex-roommate. Um, I would never intentionally lie or cheat, but I am a young woman of dignity and honor, and I always strive to do the right thing no matter what. And I guess the right thing for me to do right now is sort of let my instructors know and Keith know that I really, truly regret my actions. Um, But I am not sure right now how I am supposed to, you know, go on about doing it, like apologizing to them. So should I like write them an apology through email? Like, what good is that going to do? So then I started thinking if I maybe get them like a small gift and do something that small as a kind gesture, maybe I may as well just earn back their trust, Um, which is really what I did. Um, I went to the bookstore yesterday and on Friday to get them each some small gifts of things that they will like and Maybe I will write in a small apology note on each of those gifts, and I really hope that it will help them to like change their minds and their hearts, maybe their perspective about me, and that maybe Keith will decide not to expel me after all, and maybe my instructor for my Journalism 480 course will decide to re-enroll me back into the course so that I can take it, because I do need to take it to graduate, and maybe my advisor wouldn't feel so bad about writing me that recommendation letter for the grad school that, um, as his advisee, that I can set a better example for myself and I can prove to be so much better um, that he won't have to feel like he regrets it at all. So, yeah. Because at the end of the day, though, I still want them to be good references for me when I consider grad school and seeking employment. And I want them to say positive things about me, Um, you know. But at the same time, I just keep holding on to my faith that everything will turn out okay and everything will work out for the best, that things will either turn out to be better than they already are or they can turn out to be so much worse and i and i do say this for my own sake that i strongly believe that everything will be better in the end and thankfully i did not get emotional telling the story so that's a first i honestly don't know how i feel right now about this whole thing I don't know how I still feel about it yet or how I'm supposed to feel. Um, I tend to hide my emotions pretty well so no one can ever know exactly what it is that I'm going through at the moment. But I have confided in two close friends of mine about this incident. You know, they're both my friends from the SCM, both taking the same classes with me, similar times and such, but even though I don't, I feel like I don't really like deserve their sympathy because you know I sort of brought it all upon myself. Like I said, like they still feel bad for me anyway. Like they want to be there for me and they support me, and I'm really glad to have their sympathy. And I'm 
that's not exactly what it is that I'm asking from you guys, but, you know, um, I hope that if you are listening to this episode, that that's great, because you listening to this episode, listening to the story, that's more than enough. That's more than enough for me to show that you, that I have your support and that you do wish me the best of luck with everything and everything else that I'm doing and that all this will be okay and, you know, like a thing of the past. Because I want this semester to be the best for me. Um, I want to make my family proud. All my friends are close friends and relatives and such. Like, I know that it's a lot of pressure and such, but I know that I can do it. Um, I have my faith to rely on, and my faith is the one that helps me to pull through and achieve all things possible. Because I know that I have created a lot of collateral damage, but um, I know that someday I will regain the trust of my instructors as well as my fellow friends from the SEM and such, and continue to build that feeling of community with them, that feeling of belonging, like this is a place where I belong, like this is the place where I'm supposed to be, so, and I don't really want to lose that connection, I want to lose that feeling, so, yeah. Um, I'm about to wrap this episode up right now, but I just want to say this really quickly. Um, I just want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode right now. Um, on this fine Sunday um, afternoon slash early evening, um, it's now 5.15 p.m. on February 16th, 2020. So um, if you guys have like any questions or comments about my show, like what would be a good title for this episode, please feel free to message me on social media and via email. I'm very active on Instagram and I have two accounts. My personal, which is summergirl of 97, S-U-M-M-E-R-G-I-R-L-O-F-9-7, summergirl of 97. That's my personal account. And I have a professional account, which is Sarah underscore journalist, all lowercase letters. So that's my name, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, underscore, and the word journalist. Obviously, you know how to spell that. <laughs> and um, my email is sadawalu at gmail.com. My first initial, S. My Nigerian last name, Adewalu, A, D as in duck, E as in Emily, W, O, L, U, at gmail.com. So I am signing off right now, but I wish you all a very great weekend and hopefully you all enjoy the rest of your week.